<laughs> Welcome back, y'all. Street Academy <laughs> Podcast, where we get one foot in the academy and one foot in the streets. And we back at me. <laughs> shivering, and it's a hundred and it's not shivering. It's a, degrees. It's a oh, shimmy. It's a shimmy. <laughs> I'm only ever shimmying. <laughs> Dr. Hayden's not here right now. She's not feeling well, but she'll be back later. And so we had to kind of shift real quick to do this mini so and then we'll come back and we will wrap up we promise we will wrap up the black capitalism episode and find out that i really won so i just, <laughs> I just want to make sure that that's point okay <laughs> we'll make sure now you know stay with us stay with us you just have to wait a little bit longer for the wrap, for the closing longer. of that capitalism debate but we will have that um but shout out to dr hater hope she feels better for sure and healing um, energy so, so how are you doing i'm pretty good i'm pretty good how are you doing with the crisp white polo on man so right now i am not in atlanta i am in florida right now for, <clears throat> for my aunt my aunt is turning 80 oh wow beautiful yeah she's like the matriarch of our family and all of that so hey auntie yeah so happy happy birthday to my aunt doris happy birthday um, yeah she just, 80. She's 80. so we having a big surprise birthday party for her oh she doesn't know nah she don't know oh lord i hope she's okay with it does she like surprises she 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 loves family Okay, okay, okay. She loves family and all the family, a lot of the family from like all over the country are here. Oh my goodness. She's going to be super surprised She's going to feel so special. Yes, oh, I'm really beautiful. excited. I'm, I'm gotta, excited for her. So, we got to celebrate our people, man. Yeah, yeah. They was like, John, we want you to host host the, uh, of the party. So I was like, you, you know I'm going to tell some inappropriate jokes. <laughs> 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 but besides that, I've been cool. And I was telling you, I mean, I don't mind saying it on the on a on a recording, but I've been having this like lonely spirit. I've been feeling kind of lonely lately. So I don't know. Probably need to go holler at my therapist, see what's going on, see why I've been feeling so lonely lately. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are not alone. You mm. are not alone. That leads me to a so have you been hearing about how everybody's been asking, been saying Chris Brown is better than Michael Jackson? Have you heard this? I okay, so I saw a I saw a headline that said Chris Brown has finally said that he is not better than right. MJ. And so, but I didn't look at anything. I haven't been seeing it, no. That's so, been a big thing on social media, like people arguing that Chris Brown is better than Michael. Of course, people saying you're crazy. Michael is the greatest. Mm-hmm. So when you saying that, it just reminded me of that. Well, I guess that actually takes us into our topic for this mini-sode, which is... All music is black music. Yes. Or is it? How long is it going to take for music or or for... What happens when music, like, when as time passes, who gets the credit? Yeah. And so we think about even generationally, it's like... Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, the people in Chris Brown's generation, will they be like, Chris Brown's the greatest? Will people in MJ's generation be like, MJ is the greatest? And then as we keep going, it's just like, well, where did all this music come from in the first place? Oh, Michael was the first one who started it. Or no, it was Michael got it from James Brown. Well, James Brown got it from this no-name person. Mm. What happens to the stories of music as time continues to pass? <clears throat> That's where we are right now. And you know why? Because I've been, I, I posed this question to John. 
that, or I pose a theory. I have a fear that what happened to country music, what has happened to house music is going to happen to hip hop, which is people will forget the black origins. It only needs to be a certain period of time in the past, a certain amount of whitewashing, a certain amount of colonizing of this particular genre for people to forget that black people started it. So I don't know if you all have seen, there's this, um, there's a really interesting documentary on Amazon Prime called For the Love of Country. And it's profiling mm. country music artists who are all black. And they're all talking about the stories of like them trying to break into country music in Nashville. Um, and I'm just like, and of course they give the history of country music and it's just like, damn, all that, every, everything really did start with black people. But I would say categorically, most people would not associate country music with a black or brown face at all. John, do you associate country music with, like who, when you think country music, who do you think of? When I think about uh, country music, I, I do, I think about white people. I think about like, um, uh, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Hey, don't tear my heart, my achy, bricky heart. I was going to say Billy Ray Cyrus. That's, that's kind of, don't tear my heart. My achy, my achy you know, heart. That's I, this, I think about all of, I think about all of those like artists, you know, um, yeah. I, re I remember there was this commercial, I don't know, back in the 90s, and, and they would, you know, promote certain types of music, and they would have all of these songs that would go down, and they would have the titles of the songs, and whenever they would have the country music ones, I would just remember, like, the little ditties from each of those country, mm -hmm. and it was always white. I never associated Black people with country music. Still to this day, is that I have to force myself to think, yeah. oh, Black people originated everything, so we of course originated country music. But I honestly don't. the 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 first time it really hit me was when I saw the movie Ray. Oh, Ray. You know, I still oh. haven't seen Ray. I know it's kind of crazy. I haven't seen Ray or Ali. Like you I would love, but you would love Ray. Amber. I need to mm -hmm. go ahead and see it. I might get, look at it this weekend. I need to find which service is on. Yeah, you would. Come on, BET, like every other week. I don't got BET. I got. <laughs> I got. I got. Uh, my TV, yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember um there's a there's a, a scene of in the Ray movie mm -hmm. and um he's like just you know playing the piano and all this stuff. He hears like a country music band and he goes in there and and he says, Hey, I want to play with y'all. And they're like, you know, we, you know, you black, you know, we don't we don't play no boogie woogie, we play you know good old country music. And he's like, I love country music. You know, they say, what you love about country music, boy? And he said, I love the stories. And then he starts, mm. how, you know, he starts playing the country music. And they're like, okay. And so they start playing. And that's how Ray Charles got started, was playing in the country music band, I think in Florida or something. So um, that was my first time really knowing that there was kind of like Black origins in country music. But yeah, that's my I'm, I'm familiar And so my first understanding of even black people in house music was because of Beyonce and Drake with their recent releases and so my boyfriend he knows a lot about music and so he was telling me he was schooling me about house music and how house music started with black people again and the same with like techno punk all that kind of stuff and I'm like now country I could have seen but then also I country I was like I was thinking okay I could imagine because it's been so long ago like the the story of like I feel like it started more like in the 20s or 30s or something like that but house 
I don't think has that long of a of a history and so for me house was definitely not something that I associated with black people at all it was I remember um back in college when I was studying abroad I had I had bought a compilation CD of like house house music and it was just like you know be my lover won't you be my lover or like uh what's the other song baby don't hurt me don't hurt me yeah all that well I also don't know enough about house to know like all of the sub genres but I'm pretty I think it is and so I remember when I would be playing my little CD she would be like you like white gay man music (laughs) is that what it is and so it's funny what our that's what I think of because for me it's like exactly why do you have to do your eyes like that you're like is that what that's my impersonation of gay people that's all gay people be opening their eyes like that. Josh. I don't know. I don't know. Shout out to my LGBTQ. Shout people. out. No, no. LGBTQ. <laughs> you know, we just playing around. <laughs> so here's the thing. So that's my association. I'm not thinking like, no, this started with black people. But then at the same time, it's like, of course, think about this driving beat. Of course, it's like black people, drums, beat, whatever. But what about you, John? Did you have that association? Like, where, where did you think house music came from? Yeah, I always thought it's, it's interesting because we were talking before this and I I called house music techno music. Mm-hmm. So I would think of, I call it the exactly. music. <laughs> That's what I, I was like, oh, techno, you mean the, you know, and then you start doing the, you know, the dances and the yeah, You're pretty good though, Judge. Have, no, have you ever just been like a beatboxer? I wish. That was pretty good though. I can't, even, I can't. I can't even do it how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I always connect. But I didn't know that that was called house music till you know, of course, Beyonce and Drake dropped mm-hmm. these, you know, these, these songs, and so everybody was talking about house, house, house. I had heard of house music because, like I said, I had a friend who lived in Boston and moved to Atlanta, and he used to all. I, I would say, "Yo, what you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm going to this." this house music festival i'm going to this house music event downtown and i'm like bro why you even be listening to that like that white people music you know like that's crazy but i didn't know that that started in the predominantly black predominantly gay areas of you know mm-hmm. chicago and kind of came out of that so um yeah that was new and not until i saw this reel on on instagram where it it I guess it started in the 80s and then went into the 90s and there were certain big popular songs that I knew that I didn't know had the house music influence. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. knew it was like popular songs. Mm -hmm. One of them was Together Again by Janet Jackson. Another one was, um, um, I can't remember it. I have to go back and and find it. But another one, it was another song as well. I was like, oh, I remember that Mm -hmm. song growing up. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, the more you know, the more we yeah. learn. And I think, and it makes, it makes me wonder like, well, how do we even learn these histories? How do we make sure that these stories are there so that we give attribution where and credit where credit is due? And so it takes me, of course, to my primary fear, which I shouldn't live in fear. I do mm-hmm. recognize this, but I have this same concern for hip hop music and for rap music, because I'm like, how long is it going to take 
for the stories of the origin, the origin stories of hip hop to also be either erased or suppressed so that in 75 years, 100 years, the black kids in that day are like, oh, we kind of associate that with, you know, Eminem or Macklemore or some other white artist. Like, um, it kind of makes me scared. But John, when we were talking about it, you were like, you don't necessarily feel like that's ne- that's going to happen with hip hop music. So can you speak to that? Yeah, I didn't. I Well, I didn't until you now made me scared. <laughs> 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 you talked about... <laughs> <laughs> you went to they planted some fear in me. Planted fear in me. I'm, I'm so now sorry. I got my therapist, get that out of there. <laughs> John's therapist would be like, "Who is this person who implanted fear?" Who keep fear her doing all this who, work? <laughs> her name is Amber, the Godmother of Decatur. And John, so here's the problem: you put that, you put Godmother Decatur in one of the descriptions, and I'm fearful that some Decatur person is gonna come after me and be like. Yo, Listen, who is out here calling himself the godmother of Decatur? You, you got a crew. We got a crew too. Do we? I don't know what you think this is. <laughs> you know how many subscribers we got? Followers who come through? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? We get a we get a subscriber every day. Every episode, we get one new subscriber. What yes. are you talking about? Thank you all. Y'all holding it down for us. And if somebody yeah. come at the godmother of Decatur, I need y'all to come and help me square up. Square what it is, what the business is, what it on the is. street, street academy known to handle it is. <laughs> we know what that street is about. You talking about? Actually, so, please don't come for us. <laughs> <laughs> please don't come for us. We are just. Activists. I have no ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I have is my feet and my legs. I have deer legs. I could kick the hell out of somebody. I just need them to get on the ground. <laughs> but, you know what? It's this. I mean, this is getting off topic. We are getting off topic. But I'm, but I'm thinking about when I first met you back in like 2004. I think I met you for the yeah, first time. Yeah, 2004. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, and I remember thinking thinking to myself, I feel like Amber could fight. <laughs> like, I feel like Amber got them hands. I've I, never gotten in a fight. Really? No. I feel like you got, I mean, I still feel like you got them hands. You think Even back then, I was like, you you seem like you, you, you. <laughs> See, one of my friends already, I was like, boom, and they were like, no, you got to go like, you got to hit the person like this. Like, the reason you had a fist is not to go like that, it's to go like that. And I was really? like, oh, yeah, you don't hit the person. Well, that's what they said, because you want you want that part like that instead of like, like this, because then you will mess up your knuckles. Mm. Oh, so you need, you need I ain't to- never seen Mike Tyson hit nobody like this. Well, but that's also because he got gloves on. Or, but like, if you see people who had those little knuckle things, well, okay, so all the people out there who are actual fighters, please confirm whether or not that's true or not. I ain't never been in no fight. So that's yeah. why I said again, I will kick a nigga down. Like, just, just let me get them on the ground. I will use my legs. <laughs> Wait, let's get back on subject. <laughs> I ain't count stuff on you. Rag top on your ass. Anyway, okay, back to what we're talking about. Um, uh, oh, and, and back to you saying that you would need to talk to your therapist yes, and the blame it on me yes around. okay so now the fear what do you um, think so yeah no I, at first I was like nah like so many people within my group and, and the people that I, I listen to and, and, and about hip hop even when Eminem was and sometimes is considered top five everybody's like of course like 
Jay-Z and Nas or mm-hmm. Kendrick or Drake. Like, it's always Black people that are considered to be <clears throat> top in terms of, mm-hmm. of, of hip-hop. But you made a good point, and that's why it's important to travel. Because when you travel and you have conversations with people outside of your group, you start to see, like you said, the the reach of hip hop and what you were saying was that in Kenya people know I don't know if you say they know more about Macklemore. Well, I'll just say some of the people that I had talked to over there, and this is just to say, this was one experience that I had. So, you know, I don't want to say that this example covers the entire continent or covers the entire country of Kenya. But when I was speaking with some of some young people in Kenya and they were talking about artists that they like, they were naming white artists and white rappers and people like that. And that was like, that was shocking to me that there would, that there weren't any black people on their list or and that was just one or two people, but it was still was just like, okay. And then, but, but another thing that gave me that kind of perspective was um, on Apple Music, they have top 100 playlists that you can listen to. And so I put like the top 100 in Ghana, the top 100 in Kenya, the top 100 in South Africa to just see like, what is, what are some of the, the top songs? And at that time, it was like Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, well, no, just top period. Oh, top 100 in music. Just the top 100 in music in that country okay, at whatever yeah, I mean, time. That makes sense though. And so, it, and so it just made me think, okay, so what is, like what gets exported? Like hip hop is one of the biggest exports of the United States. Entertainment is United mm. States' biggest export, but hip hop is one of them. And so it, it's funny too, you will see people, what, what was that one song? that song was like number one everywhere for a while it really was and i'm like wow that's such so- a ghetto song <laughs> <laughs> it's so ghetto it is and so i'm like damn this song is and i'm like what the hell it's so the fact that that song was exported and very and that is like very much black so you know what my experience was could have been very much a um, an outlier type of experience. It just still stoked a little fear in me to be like, no, I don't want this to be happening. But what you brought up too is that just like, okay, well, T.I. created the Trap Museum. We have the museum, the Smithsonian African American Museum in D.C. and other places that are preserving this hip hop history. And we need that. We need that more. And so I don't know how many I'm sure maybe there are some very some country music um, museums around that. I just we've never been to or just that's why the documentary for the love of country is important. Excuse me. So that that history can begin to be preserved. That's how we preserve our stories. We can see an attack on history right now in the United States. when it comes to how they people that you know the legislation against CRT, even the uh, don't I think it's the woke the anti woke legislation in Florida where people aren't are making sure that certain histories are erased in um, school in, in textbooks and things, but we have to have a very uh, I guess we could say a very deliberate and concerted effort to educate our children, educate the next generation about the truth of history, including not just what's happening in legislation and politics, what's also happening in music, what's happening in culture. So that's important so that we don't get, so that in 75 years, little black kids aren't like, wow, hip hop is, um, you know, slicka, slicka, slim shady. That's the first thing they say. We don't want that to be the thing where for us, you, John, me and you, John, we're like, 
Well, country is don't break my heart. And mm-hmm. that's our thing. And then they'll be like, stick a stick of slim shady. And we'll be like, what? That's a good point. <laughs> so that's what we are. Yeah. <laughs> Any I, last I, words, John? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think about like also jazz music too. Of right? course. Yeah. Because jazz, I mean, I, I think so jazz was was black, right? We yeah. And I remember like in the 80s and 90s jazz you know people started listening to smooth jazz and kenny and g and yeah, exactly. that was like what we considered jazz and not until you know i think now well i, I don't see again it's hard for me to say because uh, because um i'm i'm i talk to different people i'm in a different field mm-hmm. so the people that i talk to the people that i interact with know that jazz is black music you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. authentically like like hip-hop like underground raw you know goes against the grain goes against all the rules of music but i don't know if outside of that in in the in the dominant world that people think about jazz in that way and i would hate for hip-hop i remember i was listening to something and they were saying that they don't want hip-hop to end up being like jazz like mm, that thing mm-hmm. that's just so like it's so mainstream it's so it's yeah afraid of it nobody it doesn't it doesn't jazz doesn't really push people don't really believe jazz pushes the you know the limits like it used to in terms of music mm. and art and they don't want hip-hop to be that way they want hip-hop to still be that thing that 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 makes people uncomfortable that, mm. you know, that, that drives the conversation and I do believe, mm. and I know, you know, um, I don't know if you really have that much of a problem with him, but I know Dr. Hayter's not a big fan of Jay-Z. <laughs> but Jay-Z is one person that does a really good job of doing his best to preserve hip-hop and hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. In terms of where he puts his money, in terms of the things that he, you know, um, constructs the, the, you know, whether it be businesses, whether it be organizations or whatever, he supports a lot of things that will continue to keep hip hop as authentic as possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think if we support those people who are constantly doing that, who are folks like T.I.'s Trap Museum, Trap Music Museum, or anything that is preserving the history of hip hop that will let the future generation know where it comes from, um, I think that's important. Also. If you think about a lot of the the hip hop or a lot of the movies about hip hop, mm-hmm. I've never seen one about a white rapper, right? Well, Eight Mile. Oh, that's right, Eight Mile. I forgot. Um, okay, well, the big ones, right? Like most of the movies about hip hop have always been like straight out of Compton or Notorious or Eight Mile was big when it was. I never saw it, but people loved Eight Mile. Yeah, no, I like Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Was what good. about Save the Last Dance? <laughs> I forgot about Save the Last Dance. I feel like white people have too many movies where they learn how to dance hip hop, and it's like this. And she couldn't even dance like. I think about it later, like in later life, it's like whatever she did in was still terrible. It was like, still bad. The <laughs> best thing came out of Save the Last Dance was Kerry Washington and her career. True, true. That was the best thing <laughs> Everything else was awful. True, true. Everything else was awful. But no, you're right. I didn't even think about Save the Last Dance. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but that, those are nice hip hop movies too. 
<laughs> honey, I don't know. Like that honey movie. I never saw that one. That was horrible too. Oh man, dang Amber. They're like, what me? This this was made for white girls to learn how to dance. Dance, dance. But no, but you know what? At the same time, more more recently, there have been more recent movies focused on uh black people. I mean, there was the the uh doc, well semi-documentary Roxanne um on netflix and that was one that was great to give that was big too i love it i I thought that was really important and then there's a number of other documentaries on netflix about like the history of hip-hop and hip-hop there's that i think that docuseries hip-hop evolution um so it is out there and i think it just need as if it could just continue to be promoted yeah so that we can and so that we can show, and again, I guess it 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 helps me not get too comfortable to think, oh, we still got this. Yeah, because like we like still got say, it. In in Europe, in certain parts of Africa, or wherever else, very different. Because and here's the thing: I don't know how much you watch the colors. Do you watch colors? That show, it's a music show. So, but what I see is that because hip hop is such an export, everyone everywhere can be a rapper so you have so many non-black rappers worldwide period and so that shows me it's just like one I mean black people are the coolest people on the planet I think (laughs) and with that though it's just like rap has so many different faces depending on where you are in the world it has so many different faces and that's where I think I began to feel like okay what rap is in rap and hip-hop it's not necessarily just associated with black people it is becoming just mainstream popular culture and so that's where it's just like okay we talked about like hip-hop is more than just the music it's the fashion it's the language it's the and so now that we have the internet which has opened up our personal worlds, black people's personal worlds to everyone else all of and, and because we are trendsetters and everyone takes from black culture what used to be associated with black people black culture hip-hop culture is now just becoming mainstream the way we talk the way that we dress our hair of course when it comes to fashion that's been happening when it comes to black hair and black hair or what were typically black hairstyles like cornrows or braids or twists now we see non-black women everywhere (laughs) wearing those styles which can no can are now not necessarily associated with hip-hop they're just popular it's trendy it's what's in or when it comes to, um, of course, again, the way we talk, the way we use, uh, the way we manipulate the English language, the way we use slang. Of course, we, we, we've seen the destruction of slang ever since the internet started when it comes to once it hits uh, a Taco Bell commercial or a Zaxby's commercial, it's like, okay, this is no longer cool. So you think about on fleek when that was a thing for a period. You think about the dab, like when people are dabbing and then now it's just like, you see white people dabbing or, or people or whatever just or when Gabby Douglas tried to do the, the, the Dougie on yeah <laughs> the it's like, <laughs> so it's like, like oh poor baby so you see Ooh. you have all of these things which it's not just black it's just like this is popular culture and then it's like we black people aren't giving credit for this stuff and so mm-hmm. it's just like that's where it becomes this not just whitewashing but it's just this I don't know what you would call it. I'm sure um, some other academics somewhere have a name for it, but just like this completely just colonizing of what was once 
a black thing. And it goes back to our conversation that we had last year about gatekeeping and is mm-hmm. gatekeeping necessary? Um, because it's just like some stuff we do want to be ours and we're going to preserve it as much as possible. And that mm-hmm. is okay. Like we need to do that because credit is important. Oh, and of course, hip hop dances. That's another major one, which we just talked about. So it's not just associated with black people. But anyway, that's our conversation, folks. (laughs) This was our mini mini so just quickly talking about like the origins, the histories, what our fears might be. Hopefully not too many fears, John. You'll talk to to your therapist about (laughs) about them. Yeah, that's another hundred and fifteen (laughs) dollars. But we hope that this gives you some things to think about and also ask yourself, what, when did you first learn about country music? How did you first learn about it? House music, all of those things. Like, how do you, our audience, preserve the histories of these different um, musics or the different types of music or fashion or things in culture? Like, what's your experience with it? We just wanted to give you something to think about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Well, Everybody cool, hearts and minds, clear. I just learned to whistle. I don't know how to whistle. I just you learned. I just learned. That's the most I can do, but I'm very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode, y'all. Street Academy Podcast. We'll give one foot in the academy and one foot in the street. Look forward to our next one. Follow us at Street Academy Podcast. Subscribe at Street Academy Podcast. Uh, Yeah. Peace, Bye, peace. y'all. They feed upon the neck of the haters, the game and the devil. I came in.